Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome to Michigan Brews episode 80. Uh, this, this is, this is going to be our homebrew con uh, kind of recap episode or post game episode, or I don't really know what we're calling it, uh, but we're going to have people sort of popping in and out all night, apparently. Um, right now, it's uh, myself, Brian. Uh, we got Joe, uh, who was yeah. on our, uh, uh, not, what's the name of the episode? Not the gang, the, uh, <laughs> the, the big brew day episode uh, a couple episodes back, and Brandon, uh, who is a regular guest here with us. Um, and yeah, we'll see who, uh, who pops in uh, later on in the night. Uh, Jason, Jordan, potentially, along with other people. But how are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> good, good. Uh, we all we all recovered and rested up and stuff. <laughs> yeah, good, recovered, enjoying more beer. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yesterday <laughs> was like the one day in between drinking beer all weekend and stuff, and, and it was a long ride home for all of us, and, and here we are again. Uh, we're we're committed in, in some fashion, I guess, for better or for worse. What, uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? We got Joe. We got Edelweiss from Seeds. I think I was talking uh, about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, one of our buddies, uh, Tim Wicklin, was talking about Seeds a little bit ago, too, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot of good things lately. It's a cool spot. It's a very cool spot, too. Their brewery is just separate brewery, separate brew space, like a barn brewery and then out front they have their little brewery set up inside tap room beer garden beer garden in between ah sounds nice i could definitely go for being outside and having a nice delicious clean crisp beer or something right now what what do they specialize in pretty much all it's a big huge chunk of german lagers oh. uh, checks I mean, when I was there, they had one IPA on, t- IPA on tap. All the rest were German lagers, Czechs, uh, Kolsch. That's exactly what I want inside my mouth right now. Yeah, that sounds pretty <laughs> I know, here I'm drinking like the exact opposite. I've, I went downstairs, and the only thing I have is like a, I have an Oktoberfest that is a little uh, a little sweet and in, in New England. And they both need to be finished so I can keg more stuff. So yeah, here we are drinking New England, I guess. <laughs> What, what do you got, Brandon? Homebrew? Huh? Yeah, homebrew, uh, a, a beer. I'll call it that because it's, <laughs> it's, got, it's got a little bit of French Saison yeast with some USO5 to try to tone it down, which toned down the yeast character a bit too much. And then uh, <laughs> also did like the double, I was just pulling up to look exactly what all's in it, but uh, is it Sean, Sean uh, from Hawaii's uh, Big Kahuna Puna Punch mix, which is some vanilla, rose hips, bonnet, pomegranate barrels elderberries hibiscus and lavender and it's like his double pack that he recommends for mead okay i probably needed a quadruple pack for beer (laughs) this is uh this is sean daniel harris i believe right daryl yeah yeah yeah. yes yep uh for anybody out there that wants to make mead and get some really awesome honey for a really great price um find sean any one of his posts on like the modern mead makers uh, Facebook group. Uh, he ships 20 pounds of honey, uh, Hawaiian honey. He has a whole bunch of different varietals out for uh, 90 bucks or 10 pounds for 50. Uh, that's including shipping, and the honey is uh, absolutely delicious. I think I have some of his coconut blossom downstairs. I've made a lihua blossom with it. Um, I have some tangerine blossoms still. 
he has a bunch of other fun stuff. I think he does like macadamia, macadamia nut blossom, um, uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of cool stuff. We got comments already saying hi. So hey Ryan, hi hi. Oh, we got, we got the whole family in here tonight, right? Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, hey, what's going on? Seventy-seven uh, Trans Am guy. Hey, what's going on, mm -hmm. man? Yeah, we were at NHC. Uh, yep. We gave away a bunch of stickers. Everybody that's on right now, at least, was at, in, uh, at NHC Live um, and HomebrewCon. So, yeah, it was a great time. Were you there? Did we miss you? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we did well at, at uh, NHC this year. We'll, uh, yeah, thanks, Keith. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that at some point. I don't know, unless you guys want to talk about it now. <laughs> Fucking Joe took a, a gold this year. Hell yeah. So, man, like, Congrats uh, again, man. You are yeah. going to be uh, a published recipe guy in Zimbergy Magazine this year. Yeah, it's, it's wild. You're there for life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's, there's going to be I'm people Googling gold medal uh, recipes and, and finding yours and brewing it and then uh, <laughs> and then beating you because that's just the way the world works now. Yep. No. Oh, um, with the brew when tubers. Talk, when you talk about your award, I'll I'll talk about something kind of funny that I don't think anybody really saw. Maybe somebody saw it, but you'll yeah. uh, yeah, uh, you, yeah. Tell me about it. And and seventy seven transam. You have to tell me what the what the brew tubers are. I must have missed that. So I'm not. I, this this whole culture is sort of like new to us a little bit. Um, we've been just doing live streams for a while, but like uh, Matt Ushman stuff like that is is our. Uh, sort of our first intro into like this whole like brew tube thing and that, that people are doing. So, uh, yeah, Ashley, what did you win with? Or, I'm sorry. Ashley says, what did you win with Joe? Uh, Belgian golden strong. Hell yeah. And that was, uh, that was against pretty much all the other Belgian, the, the strong Belgian beer category is what it was. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You don't have any of that left. Do you? Um, I have some going in the comp. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that, is that the Michigan Beer Cup? Yep. And the State Fair? Yes. Excellent. I had like a quarter of a keg left, and obviously when you drink your own beer for quite a while, you kind of get sick of it. And I was like, you know what? It's like a two beer and done kind of drink, so mm. I couldn't drink anymore. I've, I brewed it so many times that it was just like, all right, enough. Well, if you are in Michigan and uh, you are entering the state fair uh, or the Michigan Beer Cup, you now know what category not to enter. Uh, if you, if you, if you I mean, level. unless you're going to sell yeah. for silver. Yeah, not. yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I was just pulling up the entries. There, there were 124 other entries in the, that you were judged with, Joe, and that's uh, the second highest second most entered category that's that makes wow. it even that much more impressive yeah <laughs> that's, that's insanely awesome yeah there we go yeah yeah i kind of had imposter sitting there for a minute <laughs> really me okay yeah. i know i like that when i when i actually feel confident enough to enter uh homebrew con again or yeah nhc again um like my first time was was what got turned into hand sanitizer, uh, and then <laughs> I've either like yeah, choked at the last minute the last two years. So so it's like 
oh man i'm like that but that's i just think of the first time i entered a competition and got a medal and i was ecstatic so i like getting an nhc is like way, way way above that you know so yeah yeah it's wild okay it's wild Ooh. yeah the the new format all being judged uh at the same time was uh it's it's wild i think i, I read that they had 85 judges this year that judged uh 2200 and something entries i think like you know over the course of two days just uh i, I think some of them were we're doing like 50 uh 50 beers a day <laughs> like just just craziness yeah um, I, I did hear that some of the feedback uh i, I don't know how it's gonna go i think they're uh, encouraging sheets to try to be filled out within like five minutes or so but they're also doing the uh I can't remember what the, the sheets are called. I call them like the fast and loose sheets. I don't know, but they're uh, they're not as much room for detailed feedback. Um, I think there's a lot of like empty boxes and stuff like that where you can just kind of scribble notes in and stuff. But um, hopefully the feedback is is better than last year. But even then, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the sheets. I, I think it's good. So there's not a lot of crosstalk. So there's not a lot of influence from other judges on the judge across from you. So yeah, yeah, like bam, bam. bam. That's, that's a great point. Yeah, I wonder if there's a, and I don't even know if there are scores this year. I don't think that there were last year, which uh, which kind of meant that there weren't consensus scores either. Uh, there was there was like basically a first round. This is the way that I understand it. There was a first round, and uh, if your beer made it past the first round, and, and like both judges agreed it needed to go forward, and from there on out, it was sort of just like a. Uh, like a, a beauty pageant like what what is just a tasty ass beer and uh and the tastier and tastier and tastier beers advance to the the further tables and eventually the the tastiest or maybe most accurate beer you know ended up winning out and stuff so uh i'm assuming that's how it went this year joe your beer was a uh, pretty damn tasty so thank you thank you oh Matt's, uh, Matt's why, you know, but okay, sweet. Yeah, we love Matt. Like, uh, I, for some reason we end up mentioning him on like every episode. I don't know why, but like, he's just, he's just a very, very nice dude. So, um, yeah, we got to, we got to meet him at Big Brew Day too and hang out with him. So he helped brew the, the Oktoberfest that's uh, sitting in my keys right now. Greg's asking who you have to, uh, who you had to mug to get your hat, Joe. Uh, I actually did almost hit. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to mug somebody almost. To get what hat. happened? What happened? Let's let's hear the story. Uh, well, Greg had a hat that was kind of ruined, and he took a picture of it. And he came up. He's like, "Check out this picture." And they gave him a hat right away. I'm like, "I want a hat." Like, no, we're we're done giving them out. You got to spin the wheel. So I came back the next day. The wheel was done. Yeah. So I just kind of ragged him the whole time, and then came back. <laughs> Where's my hat at? They reluctantly gave me the hat. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad they had more. That's sweet. <laughs> I'm glad that worked. You, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was talking to people that went through the uh, Yakima Valley Hops line like 16 times. Like somebody came back with like eight pounds of hops or something like that. Wow. <laughs> like, I know. Uh, I'm sure some of it, like, they, they had a big bale of, like, loose leaf hops. I'm sure some of it was, like, the loose leaf and some of it was, like, the experimental stuff that they were handing out, like, little one-ounce packs. But, uh, 
Right. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I did NHC or I did HomebrewCon wrong this year. Yeah, we could have got more hops, I think. But we, <laughs> I think we each settled with eight ounces and then maybe a few of the smaller packets, packets but like the one-ounce ones, but one or twos. Yeah. Oh, I think I was telling you out there, I'm pretty sure I have like 30 or 40 pounds of hops in my freezer right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I just need to use those. And I'm not brewing as many New England IPAs these days, so I'm not using as many hops at a time anymore. And uh, it, it's tough, you know, if, if all you're brewing is stuff that require like saws and EKG or something like that, like it takes a while to go through like a pound of it usually. I'm in the same boat. Nakama gave out 1,500 pounds of hops on day one. <laughs> that's insane. That is, that's so ridiculous. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, right before, right before we had left, I went out. I have, I have all my hops in my garage freezer. Um, so just like a you know standard, old school garage or refrigerator with a fridge and a freezer, and it's pretty much jam packed. Uh, but it's worked well for I don't know almost five years now. And uh, I came out there and saw the freezer door was cracked. Uh, they wow. opened it up and like there's just you know, it's just pissing water all over because it was on like one of the 90 degree days. And so I, the seal just decided it no longer was going to hold. So I got a bungee strap now, but I was like, I have no idea how long it was open for. It's just like Oof. all my other Yakima Valley cans. Like you can see the ink from the labels is all running from the water that came down. So I'm like, man, I hope. I hope it stayed cold enough just from just running with it cracked. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be dumping a bunch of hops and uh, wishing I had been one of those people that went through the Yakima Valley line <laughs> eight times. I think it'll be fine. I mean, yeah. there's it's they're not all going to go that bad that quick or anything like that. I know. I'm just being extra. extra. You gotta, yeah, it'd be, you you'd be gotta, extra. Uh, old mail in your future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, they brought a ton of hops. Literally, that's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Um, so I know we've been talking about HomebrewCon and stuff, but we—I don't know. Uh, so we have a, we have uh, what like seventeen people watching right now, and maybe not everybody understands what HomebrewCon is. Um, really, this this was my was this all of our first homebrew cons? I think the three of yeah. us, Joe, Brandon. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I I went knowing. Uh, as much as uh, anybody else, I guess, that's never been before knows uh, there's going to be seminars, there's going to be some events at night, and the NHC uh, award ceremony is going to be there. Um, but I guess maybe to like break it down for people that want to go next year, uh, it's going to be in San Diego next year, by the way. I believe uh, June 22nd through the 24th. If I get those date wrong, dates wrong, don't blame me. I'm sorry. I can look in a sec. But, um Hey, Jordan, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Well, hey, hey. You're just in time, honestly. We were, Perfect. Uh, uh, I was just going to sort of give a quick breakdown of, of kind of how HomebrewCon worked this year as a, uh, a heads up for uh, anybody that's never been before. Um, I mean, we can talk about like some seminars that like we really liked or something. But so uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning, there's a uh, a bunch of different seminars at uh, uh, different time slots, uh, usually like two in the morning, two in the afternoon, uh, as far as time slots go, and then a couple seminars during each of those time slots. And um, you can pick nine in the morning. 
Oh God, that was the worst part. Yeah, why? Why yeah, did that, why did they have to stop so early? I did not want to go to some of those nine o'clock ones. Um, I think I might have only made the Thursday nine o'clock seminar. But I feel like those would be sparsely attended. <laughs> they they were surprisingly still full. Like I, I don't know, the people that that go there go hard and must yeah. take a, a lot of Advil in the morning and just. Uh, power just, through it yeah <laughs> i was it gonna say power. man up but i would say <laughs> probably a good five to ten percent of the attendees this year were women uh oh, wow. which was like super awesome yeah um yeah shana asked me like uh like how many women were there and i'm like they're like a ton like yeah, they're they like yeah they're, like participating like and everything asking all these questions uh running like, seminars or running yeah there. yeah uh talking shit to gordon strong like <laughs> Being the director, yeah, yeah. Uh, Julia Hertz is uh, amazing. I, she has the most presence of uh, of anybody that uh, I I can think of uh, right off the moment. Um, just, just, yeah. I couldn't think of it a better of a better director, but um, yeah, it, it was really cool. Uh, it was really really cool. But the seminars, so uh, you don't have to attend these. It's just a uh, if you're going to spend the money and be there, you know, you may as well like learn some stuff too. But a lot of these seminars are uh, interactive. So uh, people will be talking about uh, beer, uh, maybe a certain style or maybe like uh, uh, blending sour beers. And I'll go into that in a little bit, but a beer will be brought around you like the entire time that you're, uh, that you're attending the seminar and, and hopefully like timing up with, uh, with slides that are going on. Uh, on the screen and stuff like that. Uh, starting at 9 a.m. Starting at 9 a.m. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So these are uh, these are included. Like they're not not anything. Oh, that yeah. You have to. No. All right. Cool. cool. You're you're not paying for a single thing at the venue, uh, unless unless you want to like go back. You to could the probably hotel. get by on snacks if that's like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you really I was just going to ask about food. If food was included or anything like that, or if there's. Like, no any, real that's, that's that's aside no. from the point brian sorry i'm detracting no not you're not detracting at all yeah food uh food is a a big concern and they they had a uh, the venue had a little sort of concession stand thing open um i ate my fair share of chicken tenders and fries uh this convention uh and there were black bean burgers and hot dogs galore so <laughs> mm. there's an there's an, enough at least to get by um, enough to soak in all the other free beer from the stands at least. Um, but yeah, so tons and tons of stuff to learn. Uh, there are presentations on like English beers and blending sour beers and, uh, biotransformation, hop soluble compounds, uh, how to brew, ooh, uh, 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 sake and, uh, a sati presentation and, Interesting. uh, a few presentations on, uh, BJCP styles or taking the exams uh, and that's probably just, you know, a quarter of, I think there were 44 total seminars, uh, this past weekend. So, um, but after the seminars are done, there's usually something going on at night. Uh, so the first night they had, uh, was that, was that the expo that happened after the seminars opened up the first night or what happened on Thursday? I'm trying to remember now, or was that the, uh, the kickoff expo party. opened up? Like eleven the kickoff, each day. The kickoff party, I think it was. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. the kickoff party. What happened at the kickoff party? 
I'm like already, I'm like already mm-hmm. losing memories of this past weekend. Must have been a great kickoff. Party. I know. No. Yeah. So, uh, oh, you know what we did? So there was a kickoff party. Uh, we ended up going to Milk the Funk meetup. Is what we did on okay. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So Milk Milk the Funk had a meetup party at a, a hop. Is it Hop Farms? It's Hop Farms. Yeah. Yeah. Hop Farm. Yeah. Uh, so like that was super fun. Uh, I got soured out probably like halfway through. There were so, so, so many uh, sour beers, uh, but uh, just a ton of amazing ones. It was an awesome get together. And uh, uh, the owner, I think, of Escarpment was there. Somebody from Escarpment was there and uh, collected all of the dregs from all of the bottles, um, along with, uh, uh, gosh, my name, my nameage is slipping tonight. Who's the owner of Hop Farms, or at least the the brewmaster there? Head Malcolm. Brewer. Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah, he, he's a, a contributor to Brewlosophy. Um, so he was there and helping collect dregs too. But I think they're going to take all of the dregs from all of these sour beers, and they're going to create a Milk the Funk meetup uh, sour blend, basically. And um, they'll have that for sale sometime soon. Whenever, whenever they do their next. Uh, next roll out of uh yeast cultures and stuff but be that'll Scarpment be cool or bootleg biology what, was it bootleg so well, that's what i, think I thought it was, it was bootleg in the past wasn't it yeah, from escarpment that was there but yeah that's okay. why i wasn't sure if it was like maybe they were doing it differently or just you know both things happened yeah yeah i wasn't really sure I, I thought that i had got mine from bootleg in the past but um so that was uh that was that was fun on thursday and then obviously uh um hop farms beer was you know, awesome yeah um friday though friday night was uh what they call club night uh, you brandon you want to go over like what what you <laughs> would describe club night as oh uh, it's kind of like a indoor air-conditioned uh michigan homebrew frat fest for, for three hours though that's it <laughs> so, uh, not three days yeah just three hours i mean the it's got what it's got on MHF is air conditioning and I guess lighting. That's about it, though. Uh, <laughs> it's fun, though. It was, it was a lot of fun. There's tons of great beer, you know, tons of people, uh, just new people to meet, you know, AHA people, you know, some some brew tubers, um, some, you know, just homebrewers everywhere, obviously. Uh, and you know maybe clubs if you've seen lots of clubs that consistently win awards around the mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. or NHC you know you get to see some of those clubs in person there you know not just Michigan clubs and stuff which is kind of nice too um, and then yeah that's 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 at least the there's costumes too like so there are there were themes there was like a speakeasy um, there were some like rangers or like dnr dressed up people there were <laughs> yeah. um interesting was, that, that was, was like the, the con part of the convention maybe <laughs> i think yeah, that caddyshack one topped them all though the caddyshack <laughs> set up the boombox cart was pretty cool <laughs> boombox cart was cool i don't i missed the caddyshack thing what what it uh, they were all dressed up like bill murray they had the little plastiline uh figures like the little chipmunk or the little groundhog uh wires going to them the explosive box i don't know how yeah. i missed that yeah no i didn't see that at all 
yeah the, the saloon was sweet that, that was cool so there was this uh mm. uh saloon or like speakeasy and uh i think that's what you're speaking of but uh yeah they had uh they had a whole bunch of beers and it was like speakeasy themed and then they had kind of a little side door with a, a slit on top that they would you know open and open and shut and they had a, another one down below uh, that they would open to like take your beer but you had to know like the phrase you know you would kind of knock and if you knew the phrase, you could get some special special pours. I think they had a, a barrel aged rye IPA or something like that, and something barley else. wine. I think was it was a barley wine. Okay. We heavy, we heavy. That's what I think it was. A okay, barrel aged we heavy. Shit, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. What uh, did you guys have any like memorable beers from Club Night, or like anybody that's in chat too? Like, uh, what'd you guys drink there? That was that was super awesome. Ooh, you know what that. The, the Flanders Red. I'm gonna gonna say like uh, it, it was a it was a long it was a long uh, educational session. It was uh, going over that beer, but to be fair, when I tried that beer, which I'm pretty sure ninety percent sure was his, that was a great Flanders Red. Um, that like that definitely stands out. Um, yeah, that's the first thing that I like. I just... So uh, somebody, and the name escapes me. I'm gonna maybe try to Google. Uh, uh, Google this while I talk about it, but uh, homebrew con twenty twenty two Flanders. Um, <laughs> someone did a presentation on brewing Flanders uh, beer, and uh, uh, he's just won a ton of medals for his um, Flanders, and sort of went over how he became a homebrewer and how uh, how he developed his recipe, and and a lot of it was. Uh, it sounds kind of like a lot of it was like by accident or it just kind of came to be by, by <laughs> just by, by accident. Yeah. Rebrewing constantly yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that we had some of his beer on tap uh, on, uh, on Friday night and it was, it was excellent. Um, just the right amount of like acetic and tar and, uh, like funky and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was quite Chris good. Meta, Doctor Chris Meta. Thank you very much for that. Yep, uh, Chris, if you ever listen to this, sorry for from for trash. You. I will Three never Rivers Alliance of serious homebrewers. Did he uh, did he medal in in NHC this year? Did he submit that? I wonder. I don't even know. That's we'll have to look question. at that. Shoulda. Um. <laughs> That beer was delicious. There was a the Cleveland Browns tent. Uh, they had a bunch of brown beer. That's like all they were serving is different types of brown beer. But they had this uh, uh, English dark mild that was uh, absolutely awesome. I went back and drank that a couple times. Uh, Colin uh, Burton from AABG ended up uh, before HomebrewCon happened. He stumbled across like a, a sour beer. Uh, in a keg that he was going to empty and he pulled the prv a little bit you know to and smell it basically try to figure out what it was before he was going to dump it and it was uh you know it smelled a little tau sour and tart and, and funky and, and delicious so he, he poured a little bit of it and he was like i don't like basically forgot that it was even down in his basement or what it was i, I guess he didn't like it you know two years ago or or whenever uh, uh he had it so he ended up bringing that and tapping that and you know, it was delicious for being one of those beers that you just kind of forget that you have. Um, 
there was a ton of mead at the AABG tent too. Uh, I think that that uh, they were one of the only tents down there to have mead, and we got Mike. Hey, what's going on, Mike? What's, what's going up, on, man? Guys? What's going on, Mike? Hey, yeah, we were just talking about right? club night. <laughs> what's that? You got me all right? We got you all right. Oh, yeah. Cool. Looking good. Thanks. Check out better, this. Better, better than I see. Oh, yeah. That's a great shirt. Charlie shirt, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw those being given out. The, we uh, we got a couple smalls and had to give them away. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we can't roll with that. I, I was waiting <laughs> yeah. to get some sour looks when I went. I was I had the small, so I was just looking for the most teat petite people i could find you know and it happened to be a you know a woman that looked like she was there with her husband i was like hey this looks like it'll fit you <laughs> do you want this <laughs> so well, like, just coming home and going on the wall or something we're saying katie grabbed a katie grabbed a medium and i'm struggling to fit into it a little bit it's a little snug after the weekend so <laughs> you, you look fantastic what, what are you drinking tonight we missed you earlier on uh, a little german pills your german Very pills nice. That's right. Yep. Actually, the German pills that we served uh, wine tasters for philosophy at the Imperial booth on Thursday. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yep. Is it a... Well, I guess I guess we can't ruin the, the experiment or anything like that, but <laughs> it's just one of the two then. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we have... Uh, we have we have all the the big uh, metal winners on. We're we're just talking about Friday night, so we might as well get into Saturday a little bit here. Um, NHC baby, uh, Mike, you were the first one to uh, to get called up. I think you won a medal this year, man. Yeah. What'd you What'd you win with? Uh, I won with my dark mild for the uh, British. I believe it's British brown and amber category. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it took a silver, so hell yeah, yeah, I was super psyched. Uh, you, you were super psyched. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you were bouncing around and and shaking and shouting and swearing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it, it was this was probably I think this was my third like time being in person at NHC at the awards ceremony with the dog in the hunt, and it was like, you know, it's just you know, yeah, it was cool because it's, it seems like it's been a long time coming. You know, just uh, get to check that check that box now. For sure, yeah. It, now, now it's all about getting the gold in person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which uh, which Joe B <laughs> already ticked. Yeah. Did we we talked about we talked about your golden uh, your golden strong right? I can't remember if that was before the show started. Or after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, dude. Yeah, and you, and you're the next person to get called. I think. Uh, I, I don't, you didn't even, you weren't, you didn't really even seem that nervous. Like you were sitting next to me at the awards and, uh, Oh, I was second place. I was like, I had a, like a slight feeling. I was like, kind of weird feeling. I was like, this might be the moment. This might be it. Do you guys like another, um, since you know, I wasn't there, I didn't submit at all this year. You guys get notifications saying like, "Hey, you've won something" or anything like that beforehand. Mm -hmm. So you were just going in oh. blind. Yeah, completely blind. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. 
I, uh, I was expecting my watch to give me like high heart rate notifications <laughs> or something. It, Are you working out? Like, it, no. It did that. Uh, it did that at MHF last year, and it did it at NHC the year before while just sitting on a couch. So oh, I wow. wasn't even in person that year. So yeah, I was expecting expecting something. Maybe uh, had enough beer to calm me down this year or something. We uh, the club actually, I, and I don't know. Yeah, don't. Were, Hold on, don't bypass you. You, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I took some medals this year too. I, uh, I, my competition wasn't nearly as tough as you guys. I, uh, I took a, a bronze in uh, a category that had like 50 something entries and, uh, uh, two mead medals that had maybe 25 something entries. Joe's was the second highest entered at like 120 something. Would you say, Brandon? Yeah, never, never yeah. feel bad. Never feel bad for winning, no matter how many. No, no, I'm not. I, I, no. And then, uh, Mike, you had some. You were in the '90s at least, right? Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I took a, a bronze in American Wild Ale, uh, a bronze in traditional mead uh, with a fireweed blossom, uh, uh, sweet mead, and then a uh, silver and spiced mead. And I, I think that's. Uh, um, I mean, I called how many licks. So hopefully I'll be able to share that with people soon. I'm trying not to pollute like the, the mead judging pool is like really small. So sometimes I feel bad talking about meads that I make that have very specific ingredients because right. if, if a judge hears about it and they, they hear me talk about it and then they go and they get a mead that has these very specific ingredients, they're like, Oh, this is Brian's. And then all of a sudden the bias kicks in and, uh, and I'm trying to avoid that. So, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. And, and it just so happens that um, because of the points that I happen to earn and at least somebody else in the club made it to a final table somewhere because that's part of the requirement for this award. Uh, the Keepers of Craft took, uh, took home this thing this year called the uh, Gambrinus Award. So it's fucking huge and heavy. Yeah. yeah. If you go back, if you guys go back and listen to the awards, there's there's uh, a definite delay between <laughs> when when they say the name of our club and when we are all like, oh, holy shit. Like, that's us. <laughs> so that, that was the story I was talking about earlier. I don't know if anybody was looking at Jason. Yep. He looked like he saw a ghost and then he was in total shock. Like his jaw was like. I wish there were cameras. That's so cool. Dude, that's great that you guys were there to accept. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, who would have who would have thought? Just that whole Michigan section there kicked all y'all and everyone that was over there kicked some ass. Like I meant, I didn't even do it yet, but I meant to go through here and try to count how many Michigan winners there were because. Seemed like there were a high percentage. It was, um, it was super high this year. There was, a, uh, there was another guy from Kalamazoo. His name's Eric. Uh, I can't remember his last name off the top of my head. Uh, Ots, thank you. Yeah. Um, he's a KVCC uh, a sustainable brewing saw. student. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think he is working at uh, Texas Corners Brewing. But he took a gold in. Oh, shoot. I just saw it earlier. What was it? Stout, I, it was a, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, it was with a sweet stout. So whatever category that's in. Okay. Uh, so, oh, man. 
Yeah, Kelms, you absolutely tore it up. What, what were you saying, Jordan? I'm sorry. No, that's exactly where I was headed. Uh, just to say that, because I just saw it like 20 minutes before I hopped on here on Facebook. Uh, saw that somebody from the Kalamazoo Brewing community or the, the Brewing College, uh, Kalamazoo Valley, had taken a gold. So yeah. it's, it's like, I just yeah. keep hearing of, you know, Michigan people. And I was, you know, again, surprised to hear somebody else from Kalamazoo just taking another medal. I'm like, we were all looking at that. each other like, do you know him? Do you know him? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Jason edited him on Facebook to try to uh, talk to him, see if we can get him out to a keepers yeah. meeting. Um, I made yeah, a comment on, on KBCC's post. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I totally want to have him on an episode or something. So, uh, thirteen Michiganders took a medal, and then Keepers of Craft, Craft took one for so fourteen total Michigan medals. If you want to, out of hundred and awesome. something, out of forty-four, yeah. hundred twenty-two, something like that. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know Jim Satin. He's part of the Ann Arbor Club. He took a, well, I think it was a silver for his Old Ale. Yeah, Old Satin. He was telling me about it after the award ceremony. He said that he forgot about that beer, and it's been sitting in his basement for 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is amazing because like two years, two or three years ago, he submitted an old ale that another old ale that he had in his basement for like five years. So this guy's just hanging on old ales. Was like, that the one that used to be a double IPA? <laughs> I don't know. I, Are you I, serious? Oh, I thought you were joking for a second. No, no, I, 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 I want to say it was it was him, maybe. Uh, Jason was telling me the story about somebody that he talked to at MHF uh, about uh, who, who had a double IPA that they bottled and forgot about and, you know, left in their basement for years and years and years and entered it in an NHC and ended up taking – did he take a gold with it, that first no, one? Jim, I, I think he Jim? took a uh, – I was looking right now. He took a silver, I believe. Okay. The the previous time, like a couple years ago. Oh, the previous time. Um, I think it was a gold. Yeah. Yeah, and so I really wonder if it was that beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It just goes to show, though. You know. Do they have to put that into the recipe when they submit it? You know, to go on to the. I, like, I don't think let they it have sit to. In your yeah. For eleven years. <laughs> like. all, all they ask is the grain bill and any special notes you want. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, you know for what? Eleven years. Yeah. I know. I know for a fact now that that Jim had a gold that, uh, you know, a few years ago, because everyone who gets a gold gets to be in Zymergy, right? They take your yep. uh, recipe and put it in Zymergy. And his recipe, you know, he gave it all, you know, blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, it said, like, age for, like, five or six years in your basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Fantastic. Like, that's, a, that's a requirement of this, you know, perfected beer. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I guess. So, so here's, I mean, here's the thing. So that's sort of what an old ale is. And people are probably entering really fresh old ales. Mm -hmm. And uh, and probably not scoring as good. And, and this beer is literally aging and getting those oxidized uh, characteristics and uh, was bittered appropriately to begin with, most likely, so that after it, you know, loses some of that uh, hop aroma and bitterness and gains that oxidation and stuff, like all the flavors like meld together and uh, become like the perfect thing. But it takes like a ton of time, uh, but it's working. Yeah. I hope he has bottles. I hope he keeps entering that. I hope he doesn't, unless he's like entering. <laughs> 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 
Hopefully he ran out. As long as I'm not entering Oldale, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it bring, brings a new meaning to Oldale. Yeah. No, no, no joke. What a... Where did Nick win this this uh, two tap jockey box from seventy seven? I uh, I don't remember that being being up on the being up for grabs anywhere. That's sweet. I want a jockey box. Was that at the Blickman thing on Saturday? No, I think oh. that was beforehand. But for the Blickman been... beersmith deal? Oh, it was before. I want to say it would have been more beer that was doing it, but honestly, yeah, shoot, I, I can't rely on my memory. my. Uh... My name got drawn apparently for a riptide, not a riptide, a, uh, a hop rocket. Uh, and uh, and I wasn't there on Saturday because I was at the mead share. So whatever. I don't, I don't really have a pump that I use anyway. And I, I, I've never really had the desire to use a hop rocket. Um, I have a, I can, I can just build one of plastic or something probably if worse comes to worse, but. I'm I'm a little sad, you know, because it's free shit. I I love free yeah. shit. But... Oh, he won from homebrew or uh, more beer. That's sweet. What else was more beer giving away a ton of stuff this weekend? I know they usually have a pretty good booth. They did some. No, I don't, I don't yeah. recall. Yeah. I saw an Easy Dimes get given away. Um, oh, that's that was a good prize. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, those were two. I think maybe those two were from Club Night. Like they gave those ones away on Club Night or something. But I don't know. <sighs> Mike, since we only have you for a little bit tonight, um, you did two brewlosophy things this weekend, right? You did a, yep. an experiment and you did a, uh, a Hop Chronicles, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. You want to talk about those at all? I know you can't go into like a ton of detail about. Yeah, I won't. Those, but... I won't give away the variable and and everything we tested or the uh the hop that we tested but on thursday uh we met up at the imperial booth my wife katie and i and had people do triangle tests you know at the imperial booth um great turnout it was actually perfect because i don't know if you remember on thursday as soon as the expo doors open at 11 a.m it's a wave of just people (laughs) just like blowing through right and it's, it's awesome i love it but like at two that day, people were still like kind of in seminars and at like at lunch and stuff. So it was very, it was much more relaxed. We were able to talk to people, um, you know, fans of the site and stuff. So that was a blast. And, um, you know, it never t- got too overcrowded because we just had like a little part of their booth that we were doing the triangle test at. Um, but yeah, it went great. I brought 60 cups and um, at the end I was, texting with Marshall and he said that we had 57 people, you know, hit submit on the, on the survey. So great turnout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Great turnout for that one. Yep. Um, And then on Friday we were at the Yakima Valley hops booth, uh, you know, same time um, doing a hop chronicle. So uh, yeah, another great turnout guys, guys and gals there were, were super cool to hang out with and, yeah, it was a lot of fun just meeting people and talking to people. And I actually got to meet uh, Malcolm Frazier, who is an old philosophy contributor. Yeah. Um, never met him before, so that was cool. And, uh, oh, I didn't realize he was not part of it anymore. Okay. Yeah, he's been doing his own thing for a while, or he has been a part of philosophy for a while. I know he was at Fatheads for a long time, and um, he actually is. He opened up his new brewery. Um, oh, God, is it 
was it Hop Farm? Yeah, Hop Farm. Remember, Hop Farms. Yeah, yeah, Hop Farms. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, they, they actually were serving a Grudzitsky, um, like in the social booth area, um, on the expo floor that was just dynamite on one of the days. But uh, yeah, so both of those articles for Brewlosophy are going to be posted in like two weeks. So July fourth is the Monday, and then what would be the seventh, I believe, is Thursday will be the Hop Chronicle that we did. So go check them out. Yeah, so, that'll be sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh oh apparently the the more beer giveaway was a uh, was on club night. Okay, yeah, I think that's when the easy dens got got uh got given away and some other stuff. There was I think the first person to get drawn for the easy dens uh, was not present. And uh and and oh, you know that, the, the guy the guy goes, thing. "Oh, yeah, it would be terrible." But the guy goes, "You know, do we so they drew the next name and uh and uh I don't remember who was who was doing the giveaway, but they were like, "Do we, do we, do we give this guy like the easy dens instead?" And everybody's like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh, you guys are harsh." Yeah, that's. Oh man, I don't know what I I don't know what I would feel how I'd feel at that instance. Like, you know, betrayed. Like, uh, yeah, fellow brethren. Yeah, yeah everyone's exactly. true colors coming out, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's human yeah. nature coming out. I mean, it's a free easy dance. Just same thing with that uh, that free the canner that like pro. Oh my gosh, that thing was like a four thousand dollar canner. That <laughs> I was gonna say they they, oh, they raffled a canner. Like it was not canner? just a canner. It was like like it was a commercial quality one. Supposedly. Yeah, it was like canner plus plus. Yeah, uh, it could do like twelves, eight, sixteens, nineteen point twos, twenty fours, thirty twos, like. Wow. Is that the more beer one? The cannular? Or no, it was it was a separate like a uh, American made company. Oh yeah, I mean, that's no, all American. Bar, but... Yeah, I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those things are sweet. Just oh my a God. huge, yeah. beefy, like you could throw it and it would. Hope you play. didn't fly there if you won that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> I think that they were going to pay for the shipping on it too. Oh, so, well, there you go. That's no. uh, they gave away that a labeler and like eight cases of cans uh which was cool all 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 for one ticket no 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 yeah separate tickets but uh like yeah i don't know i'd I'd take some so the cans were uh were screw top cans like uh the uh like you know big energy drinks come in like rock stars and stuff like that i I think probably oh okay i think yeah mike's grabbing one so yep he'll have the better idea yeah, I snagged a couple from the guy. He's like, I can't take all this shit home. So it's like, oh, sweet. Oh, just, yeah. This is an eight ounce one, but. Okay, it's, it's, oh, oh my God, you made that look so much bigger. It was a perspective <laughs> thing. That's sweet. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a portable, you know, like a growler, pretty much. Yeah, that's, it's yeah, that's probably really reusable. Good that's how I'm going to use the mask. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris and Chat's asking now that HomebrewCon is done. What's the next big event we're all looking forward to? MHF, baby. That I'm going to be at. That's, I'm watching two other competitions that I've got stuff in. But other than that, beer event is absolutely going to be MHF. Uh, Where are you entered at? Well, outside of Michigan Beer Cup, it's going to be Indiana State Fair and Michigan State Fair. I'll see you there. 
Oh man. If uh if you guys listening have not been to the Michigan Homebrew Festival before, MHF, uh look into it or just like reach out to me or Michigan Brews directly and uh I will hype you the fuck up uh for August. It is amazing. Uh we we kind of went over what club night looked like at at um NHC and it's basically club night at NHC minus the air conditioning but plus uh three days so yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's it's fantastic uh, it's it's very chill uh, there's so much good beer there's uh, a lot more to do than just drink uh there's going to be a ton of uh games happening this year that i can't go into that too much uh, a lot of the clubs have different <laughs> themes and so they'll have their own things going on oh, yeah. but there's uh, there's other curriculars that you can do too like don't they have a uh uh, what do you call that? Where you throw flat things that a uh, chain net disc, disc golf? golf? Yeah. <laughs> <that's it. laughs> yes. There's there's that. I think they have something like that there that you can do. So if by chance on the offhand you get tired of drinking with a bunch of people that drink an awesome homebrew, you can go wander through the woods and throw discus. There is, yeah. There's other cool stuff like there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot, but there's cooking competitions like yeah, 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 competition every year, which is great if you if you wake up early enough for it. Or there's the the meat smoking. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, David. <laughs> the, the meat smoking competition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, which is cool. Do you do you know the, the all the rules that go into that, Mike? I don't know. I'm uh, three or four of our guys participated last year. One of them took the trophy home, actually, which was awesome. But, oh, hell yeah. Uh, um, I don't really know what the rules and regulations are on that. So, what, One of the big ones is, is as I understand it, is that uh, all of the meat has to be started and cooked, like started and finished out at uh, MHF. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like pre-cook the meat bring it out and like season it and serve it like you gotta find a way to cook that meat out there whether you are grilling it or making a fire pit or something it can Uh, be raw though i've heard that it can be raw yeah i've I've, I've heard i've heard somebody serves raw chicken oh no (laughs) no i think that's a joke that somebody tosses out okay okay um we don't have any alligators judging the meat competition, so I don't think raw chicken's on the menu. If if you don't live in Michigan, come anyway. Um, it's a lot of fun. You don't have to live in Michigan yeah. to come to the come to the thing. It's camping. If you like it, camping, there's places for trailers. If you want to, you know, trailer it, like do it. Otherwise, you can rough it. I once saw a guy sleeping behind a kegerator. So <laughs> that's. Yeah, more than once, probably. Yeah, more. Yeah, yeah more than yeah. once. <laughs> I, I think, if I remember right, that guy had like beer spilled on him, like later on in the evening, and like he didn't wake up. Like, he was fine. You know, it's just that's what happens. He, he, out there we were watching him. He moved every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, can, can I steer us back on the? Wherever you want to go, Brandon. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, like Joe, what was your favorite uh, NHC event or? Heck, even if it wasn't at NHC itself or it was afterwards, what was your favorite thing over the, you know, Wednesday through Saturday night? Oh, just kind of meeting 
uh, I met two people I kind of hooked up with on Instagram and been talking to, and then uh, went out with those. There's a couple, Beth and Mike, and they're just cool cats, and they're going to San Diego. They live in Long Beach, so kind of extra incentive to go out there next year and hang out with those guys. And I mean, hanging out with people, meeting people. Some of the seminars are really great, but yeah, meeting people you haven't seen face to face is kind of like the big bonus point for me. Yeah, right on. How about you, uh, Mike? Oh, I'm interrupting yeah. you, Brian. I'm taking over your show. No, go, no, please. You're, you're a better host than I am, honestly. Yeah, yeah, do, please, it. Please. do it. Do it. Go for it, Mike. Who he's thinking? Oh, me? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit, sorry. Uh, man. I mean, yeah, I think I think Joe said it. It's just the camaraderie that you, the people you get to see, um, you know, once a year, and mm-hmm. it's just a ton of fun just hanging out with those people. Like, great example, right? So keepers and us in you know Motor City have hung out at MHF before, and it's it's cool, and you know we you know it's fun. We have a good time, but like when we met up on Thursday when I first came up to your car, right? Yeah, we hung out like we fucking hung out all weekend, and it was yeah, fun. yeah. And like yeah, I know yeah. all you guys uh, a hell of a lot better than I did before. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, you know now we get to do MHF, and it's gonna be a blast. And we all had to, you know, got to do the award ceremony and tore it up. All of us tore it up. I mean, that was just you know just a ton of fun. You know, it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just the people. It is hey. real. It, you know, it is talking to people, talking to vendors. The vendors are great, and uh, you know they answer any questions you have. And you know you get to geek out about this thing that you know. I think from the outside, you know, people who don't brew are like, "Okay, dude, like chill out a little bit," you know. <laughs> uh, you know, but for us, it's like I don't know. It's just like a, it's the best. It is the best. You know, I. I, I mean, that's it, really. I don't know. Yeah, great I, I like your vendor comment. I sometimes I, I don't know I never really I, so this is again my first uh, homebrew con I've gone to I've never really gone to a beer event that has had like a ton of vendors and stuff and and going around to these vendor tents like these people that sell these products are like just as geeked out about like brewing and stuff like that as you are like they're not just in it for like the company and stuff like that like they freaking love what they do like like they they love hops or making beer or like you know the equipment that they sell and making beer and hops and 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 they uh they're not just there and don't know what they're talking about they're not random volunteers off the street running a tent they're like for the most part employees from this company that have this passion uh revolving around beer or home brewing or mead making or whatever the hell and uh and they they really love talking about it and that that was really cool to experience yeah, no, I completely agree with you on all that. But, like, I do love when I ask, when I find, like, the marketing guy who, like, <laughs> and I start asking the technical questions and then, like, he doesn't really answer it. And that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of just, like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> kind of move on. You know. Sometimes you do just need warm bodies to pour a beer. Yeah, that's for okay sure. Too. Yeah, no, it's, you, you get everybody there, yeah. It's, it's, it's a free trip to Pittsburgh, so if you're the first one to raise your hand, sure. you know, maybe, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, would, yeah. I would absolutely do that. But, yeah, I mean, those people are few and far, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just fun. 
Did you guys watch uh, watch Mean Brews? Are you part of the competitive homebrewing Facebook group? I'm not. I've so, heard about uh, it. Uh, Matt Harold uh, runs runs the channel and and the group, <laughs> and he was out there. I mean, we got to meet him for a while, and, and he's uh, taller than I expected. <laughs> he's a tall dude. Um, but that was a ton of fun uh, meeting him. He has a, he runs a no-cost, uh, I don't know even what you want to call it. It's, Master Homebrewers. Yeah, it's called the Master Homebrewers Program. And uh, him and a bunch of volunteers, uh, they run this just, just for fun program where you can send in your score sheets uh, for competitions that you enter and sort of like gain ranks in this uh, master brewers program uh, uh, that basically just sort of shows like how you are in terms of a like competitive home brewer. But this year it looks like uh, they actually have a, a circuit going on or something, Brandon, is that right? And they're giving away a grandfather for the person that like, you know, takes the most points in this, in this circuit. Yeah, I know his um, club's the Cane Island Ailers, yes. um, and they they have certain, like, I don't know enough about it to go into depth, so you'll have to try to get him on here, even though he's not in Michigan, I think you could maybe make an exception if he'll come on. <laughs> um, but, like, I know there's certain um, uh, contests or competitions, rather, that are included in there that are, you know, if you, whoever gets the most points from those combined part competitions, especially, like, I think there's some sort of special award for it, but... Yeah, that's about as much as I know, though. So I won't, I won't, I won't act like I know a lot about that one because I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we talked to him. We gave him a card. He wants to come on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll have mine and we can talk about that. And I just like to point out like all the things we ambushed him outside the bathroom. I saw him as I, <laughs> I saw him going in as I was coming out the bathroom, and I was like, hey, hey. I saw him wandering around a few more times. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait out here for him to come out so I can you know, at least say hi for a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's like zipping up his pants, you know, walking out. Yeah. Brandon's running up to him like, man. At least you waited until he came out of the bathroom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that was the at least the, the least I could do. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was really cool. Uh, Seventy seven uh, Trans Am guy was was in chat as part of the kind of uh, brew tuber uh, group. Um, to, uh, so again, really new to the whole community that is uh, homebrewers that make uh, make YouTube and, and Facebook and Instagram content. So I need to sort of clean up on on this and get myself a little bit involved. Is there is there like a Discord or something? Do you, is there like a, a common place for for all this to to happen or whatever? But I don't know. We need to figure that out. Yes. But. Uh, Yeah, and and Mike, I, I know that you said you were uh, hanging out for as long as you could, so don't feel like you have to have to stay any longer than you know you need to or whatever. But you're more than welcome to stay and drink and hang out with us as long as you want. Okay, see ya. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> Peace, man. Oh yeah, it's not a hard stop. I just you know I do have some stuff just to, yeah. Yeah, just catching up. You know, getting back from the conference and you all get all that stuff waiting for you when you come home. So yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, I, uh, I was trying to get Colin on tonight and he was kind of all about it, but uh, his, you know, kids missed him because he's been gone for five days. So he's like, I'm mm -hmm. going to spend some family time tonight. And I was like, yeah, man, like 
great dad misses kid's birthday too you know <laughs> is that is, was that a thing oh no <laughs> I, do, I, do I think it was like that. saturday or something you know. <laughs> All right, i guess you, i guess you owe one after that maybe or something. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine they're young they're young can't leave that much of an impression right make it up to them in uh, in later years after they're 21 and they can come out to home kind with you or something <laughs> Uh, Joe, I, I meant to uh, ask you earlier, and, and I don't know, did I? I might have gone around with this. I can't remember, but uh, we we're talking about seminars and stuff like that. Did you did you have a a favorite seminar from the week that you attended or anything like that? The Hop Creep one was pretty good with that Emily Wang. Uh, okay, she knew what she was talking about, and I kind of wish I could pick her brain more. She is very knowledgeable on chemical enzymes and breakdowns and stuff like that. It was, it's kind of mind opening. I uh, I missed that one. Were, were you at that one too, Mike? I saw you nodding your head, but no, I just okay. yeah, I'm very interested in that one also. I know that I think that was like a 9 a.m. one, right? I had a hard time getting <laughs> those are the tough ones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of those are like foggy head and clammy hands kind of seminars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Please make it through. Are they serving beer out. in this one? Shit. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's for the best sometimes. A little bit yeah. of hair of the dog or something. Well, now, now at some point when it's online, I can just watch it and pause. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Be okay. The ones that are serving beer, though, you can never, you can never recapture that. So that's right. You, you always, maybe, maybe now that's a that's a piece of advice going forward for HomebrewCon is go to the seminars that uh, that have beer as part of the yeah. seminar that you won't be able to yeah experience online later or something um brandon actually put this in our little private chat here i'm just going to put it in the the regular chat the master brewers program link uh free to join if you want to pay i believe that matt at all special orders like pins that you can uh purchase to put on uh whatever you can put them on a hat or you can make your own like little like boy scout sash or something girl scout sash um so he kind of uh he kind of bullied me into signing up for that so i'm probably gonna have to do that sometime this week and i told him man like i print out and keep a record of every single score sheet uh that i've ever gotten since i really started taking competition seriously so i'm probably only missing a couple and uh now, like, do you really want to go through all of these and like categorize them and like, and the dude's like, yes, he loves spreadsheets and data and stuff like that. Uh, if you've ever watched his Mean Brews YouTube channel, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. the, the dude um, loves data. And Mike, you said uh, I asked you about him, and uh, so he runs a, a channel called mean brews and what what mean brews means is uh, mean is in like sort of average so he goes around and and finds as many award-winning recipes for a particular style as he can and basically averages the recipes out and publishes them as like a, a youtube video hmm. and uh i mean he's won quite a few awards with the uh with his like you know just like average whatever videos uh, I brewed the average pale ale. Um, actually, submitted it to NHC. I'm, I'm curious what the 
the sheet's going to look like for that. But I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. It was a, it was a great beer. You know, Dan's, Dan's talked to me about it before. I just have not got onto his site. So, I mean, does it have like, okay, so a pale ale could have, you know, Pilsner, Turo, Marisai. It could have any base. Oh, yeah. Almost yeah. any, you know, adjunct or like, I mean, just about any, you know, specialty malt. I mean, is it all of that stuff put into one? You'd have like 30 malts into one recipe at like 1% each, or, or is it like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm asking? I, I'm pretty sure like, like, yeah, and I don't know, then that's a great question uh, for for Matt. So hopefully we get to have him on the show and ask yeah. him that because I yeah, don't I know. Yeah, I need to check out his website. For sure. um, he'll, he'll remove outliers and that's things what, like yeah, that. Yeah, And like, you know, like if, you know, say whatever recipe it is, if, if 90% of them use Munich, then he's going to average, you know, not, he's going to generally average what all they use and probably go somewhere near there. He'll make some, you know, minor adjustments if something's just a one-off, you know. Okay. So a lot of it gets tossed out, I imagine. But, you know, since he is picking from recipes that, that won, they're usually not bad. You know, even the worst is going to be decent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If you have, like, that's one cool. asshole that somehow used, like, some special bean as American lager and won, <laughs> like, he's not probably adding that in or something. Like. Half a percent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two ounces in a 20-gallon batch. David, that's too smart a question for me. I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with arithmetic, but yeah, yeah. that's still, still uh, a... Yeah. And hi, hi, Brian's mom. God, my hi, mom. Connie. Like every episode lately. <laughs> hi, mom. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I'll... I'll ship you like a medal or something so you can show it to your friends or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but uh, uh, Mike, you you going to NHC or I'm sorry, Humbercon next year? Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, that's the plan right now. Um, I'm kind of bummed we skipped the Midwest, but mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to San Diego. I think we pulled like a like an Uno reverse. Like it was, uh, it was supposed to be somewhere in California last year. Uh, yeah, San Diego. And then it was Pittsburgh, and yeah, and so now it's back to San Diego. So I guess we're we're sort of like. So did they just skip a year? Because all right, the first one was that was pushed was Nashville. Twenty twenty was right? yeah, yeah yep. So it was Baltimore, Minneapolis, Portland, Rhode Island, Nashville got pushed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nashville was online, and then San Diego was online. And then we're back to the East Coast in Pittsburgh. It should be back in the Midwest again. Yeah, yeah. I think they just reversed course. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, maybe maybe they worked out like a deal. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, Gail has explained to me that these – you have contracts with the cities, and, like, it's yep. five years in advance. So whoever they can get to, you know, potentially host these things, then that's what they do. Um, yeah. I think – yeah, I don't know. No, I have no doubt. I'm not, I'm not miffed about it or anything like that. Like I, I yeah, I for totally sure, understand for sure. I would just love to drive somewhere again, you know, instead of like having to fly out. Yes. You know. Although flying is great because you don't have to carry all this shit, you know, or drive. So I don't know. I'm <laughs> Either way, I've this never been to San Diego. Sounds great. All the money, the whale's vagina. That's right. Don't, don't use that word with your mom listening. <laughs> <laughs> She says worse to me. She's probably smoking weed right now. <laughs> um, so what with regards to NHC again, 
this is sort of a debate that I saw pop back up again after uh, NHC ended. How do you guys feel about the old regional format versus the uh, current all-in-one format? Like, do, do you have any preferences either way? I, I know it's sort of like I'm torn divisive. on divisive. Yeah, on yeah, it. totally, totally. I think it. I'm torn also because as a judge, I like going to a regional place. I've judged in Indianapolis at regionals, and I've judged in Cleveland at regionals, and I like doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. And I've also driven, you know, my club's entries and other clubs' entries to those locations mm-hmm. to, you know, save us ass a better. Sugar. Yeah, I mean, not just the shipping, but just give us a better um kind of crack at it as far as you know either bottles breaking or you know sitting on containers and in the you know july or whatever month it is may sun and you know hot and you know just whatever and yeah so i like that but then i also like just doing it once and getting it over with that was pretty sweet (laughs) yeah um it does require a lot of beer so actually this year i shipped um eight ounce cans so they were, ah, cool. they were accepting anything from five ounces to, to, I think, 16 ounces, as long as you shipped at least six of them, you know, if it makes it through, um, you know, each round. So, you know, I just, I just used eight ounce cans and they worked fantastic for that because, you know, you're opening a new can at every round that you go. There's less beer. It's less weight. It's less shipping costs. Um, I mean, that seemed to work out pretty well. So, yeah. Joe, Brandon, any thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm theorizing here since my, you know, the first time I sent something off was, was when they did regional and it got turned into hand sanitizer. I'm going to reiterate. Oh, that no. but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I like the, the way that sounds from like my perspective, I like how it sounds better. It seems like it might be slightly less wasteful on beer. Um, you know, that that's one thing that would be great. And and as my it sounds like there's at least heard of at least a couple there was one judge who took the microphone at uh one of the events there and you know voiced his opinion towards that, if I remember right too. So um yeah, that that was uh, agreeing with, you know, liking the regional uh, setup. But so I like how that sounds better from from my outside point of view looking in there, I guess. Yeah. Any thoughts one way or another, Joe? I mean, the regional is good because it kind of gives you a shot to either improve or kind of decide what you're going to do in the future, whereas opposed to that one, you're just like stuck. Like you got to like set a schedule, whatever that beer is, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas you like get like a bronze in a regional, you move on you can improve that beer and make it even better. And, and I've heard, uh, you know, both uh, <laughs> fours and cons for that approach. Like people are, are, you know, sort of like, well, the beer that's submitted should be the beer that's judged all the way through, like not allowing for re- uh, rebrews and stuff like that. And, and I, I sort of understand that, but, you know, at, at the same time, uh, you know, if, if you have the consistency and the skill to rebrew uh, a beer and even improve it a little bit within that, like, short amount of time, like, m- maybe you earn it a little bit. I don't know. 
Um, the the amount of beer though at the uh, the the after party after the NHC awards was like kind of disgusting this year. There was yeah. I, I I wanted to take pictures and I just totally forgot. But like thousands. there were thousands of bottles, literally, and and we're not even like exaggerating. Um, put out on ice for people to either sort through to try to find their own beers or to just crack open and drink. And, uh, and it, it's just, it, there's always going to be waste at a homebrew competition. That's just how it goes. Not everything's going to make it to uh, a best of show round. So there's always going to be bottles, uh, you know, that just get dumped or go home or whatever. You know, but go ahead, Mike. The other consideration that I just kind of thought about as we were talking through this like whole regional uh, one location deal is you are, so it's at San, so for regionals, right? The way it works is you ship to your region, whatever's mm-hmm. closest, which mm-hmm. wherever you get accepted to. And then um, a few months later, if you're lucky enough to make it to finals, you have to ship your beer to where the conference is being held because that's where the final round is being judged, right? Yep. So in this case, for next year, right? Say you were to ship your first round to Cleveland or Indiana or wherever it was, and you make it through, now final round is going all, you have to ship it from Michigan to San Diego or if you live on the East Coast from, you, do. you know, Georgia, wherever, New York to, to San Diego. I mean, in in more of the hot sun, you know, like the- You do. Summer, you know? Yep. Um, it could be way more expensive. I mean, that could be way more risky where you're shipping everything at one centralized location, assuming they would still do it this way. You know, you ship it to the AHA, and then they're going to truck the beer from the AHA facilities in Colorado out mm-hmm. to San Diego. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like less worry. So it is. I, I I'm super conflicted either way. Yeah. Um, it's. Yeah. A regional approach, so this is kind of like a shitty take, but like a regional approach is cheaper for the people that will not be making it to nationals and is more expensive for the people that do. And this is uh, this is also not a popular take, but if you're not trying to get a medal, you shouldn't be submitting to nationals. I agree. Yeah, uh, it's not a popular take, but I'm totally I mean, agree. it's not this. It, you can get feedback, but it, this is—it's not a competition for, like, really good constructive feedback. This competition is held for people to win things. But I will say that's that, my, that's my that, that in previous uh, years, my feedback when it was regional was far better than when they they uh, sure did, oh for sure run, i mean you had to approach yeah yeah of course yeah you got to write a score sheet for sure and you get yeah completely agree that the feedback is better but the uh, the participation was actually better too i went back and looked in 2019 there were somewhere in the order of i think uh it was it was like eight or nine thousand total participants and this year there were uh, around what, like twenty two hundred, and uh, and and who knows? Uh, there's too many variables to say that that's just because of the new format. Uh, it's obviously more expensive per entry, and the shipping is really expensive to ship six bottles per entry. Um, the economy's down; like people want to save money, you know. Uh, 
that can totally be a thing too. But but I wonder, you know, maybe maybe we organize one more year of regionals and see what happens to the participation. Maybe promise those uh, those you know more normalized BJCP score sheets and see what happens. I am not an AHA member, and I would never want to speak for the AHA and say like do this because it's so much fucking work. I cannot even imagine what goes into organizing the national homebrew competition. Uh, well, well, you're a member of the AHA. Okay, okay, on, on the board, on the board. <laughs> it sounds like hell. I, I, so I, I do aspire to one day be on the board of the AHA. I, I'm trying to get myself involved in bigger and better things so that I actually have like a resume that makes me sound more important than just being like, yeah, I fucking talk about beer on a homebrew show and I'm in a, you know, <laughs> information officer for my homebrew club. But, um, I, I would, I would like to, to influence that someday. Um, I'm, I'm really passionate about this hobby and stuff like that. And I don't know. I would at least like to see what happens once. I uh, think there's a lot of people do, speaking out for. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. I think if they do another year of, you know, this, I don't think they're probably ever going to go back. You know, I'm. Just, it has I, to be so much easier for the AHA. I agree. They send everything to us here. We're going to put it in our warehouse and we're going to label it all, and everything's going to be ready in time to get it on a truck, and we're just going to take it and do it all at once instead of like. You know, you're accepting, you know, boxes at the conference, trying to get them labeled, trying to get them, you know, that just sounds like a nightmare. But that's only partially because they only had maybe 22,000 uh, or 2,200 entries this year. I wonder what this would look like if they had 9,500 entries this year and only 85 well, if you, judges. If you had 9,500 entries or judge or uh, ent entries or entrance and entries entries yeah. then it would i would assume that it would be nearly impossible to do it all at the conference in three days because and, from what i understand there was some struggles getting the the entries there judged in time for you know the award ceremony on saturday i mean it was done but you know, yeah. I know a few people who are asked, can you come and actually judge, you know, for the comp, you know, so, so they, they've got to be setting some times the amount of entries here. Yeah. The, the caps are sort of on a national level now, instead of like a, a more regional level, <laughs> understanding that only the top three from each region are, are going to nationals. So I, I guess that sort of makes sense, too. And, and again, that could be a constraint why there's a lesser amount of entries this year, too. Uh, versus, you know, say like something like 2019. I'm not super complaining because obviously uh, I won a medal, Joe. You won a medal. Mike, you won a medal this year. Um, and and it's tough. It's 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 got to be tough to do when there was like, there, you know, in 2019, it was not uncommon for there to be 300 entries per category. And uh, wow. It, it, yeah. So So part of it's like, Oh, does the metal mean less now, you know, than it did three years ago? No, not to me. Not to I, me. I, I don't think so either. <laughs> Wins um, a win. Wins a win. A, a win is a win. But um, part of me wants wants the the homebrew community to to grow from competitions and seeing it limited, maybe a little bit on the national scale, is uh, potentially a little like 
you know, sad or something like that. Like, and, and I guess maybe that's just another reason to enter your local competitions. Um, maybe that's something the BJCP needs to pick up and be like, Hey, we need to really get our BJCP guys excited. We need to get more judges out there so we can have more local competitions so we can give better feedback so we can get people excited about the hobby so that they can make better beer and, and have this thing spiral upward, you know, in a really good way. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man, there's, there's some different takes on this. Well, yeah, the other thing too, is remember they were asking, they extended the, the, the registration submission period for weeks and weeks. Yeah. They yeah. They were going to get more. You know? Yeah. Yep, so that's there, should, true. there should actually have been more entries to the, the competition it sounds like and greg is actually asking the same thing don't, don't the regions have a hard limit was there a limit for this format and, and i think in the past the regionals did have uh so you could uh request when, when you first submitted your request to the nhc for entries or whatever you you select how many that you wanted to commit to and you say go and uh, however many you commit to, though, if, if they say that, that they're going to allow that many, you, you have to pay regardless, is, is how it was at the time. And so they sort of gather interest from everybody around the country, and then they shoot these emails back out and say, okay, you can enter seven or whatever. And, and you've already committed to seven, so you have to pay a seven whether you send a seven or not. Um, and then you send in your regionals. And the top three for each category going to nationals, and then uh, NHC happens. So uh, with this format, I think that they – didn't they just straight up say this year maybe that there were going to be a limit of seven? I don't really think that they gauged interest first. Yeah, I think yeah. you could pick seven and you could just go with it. Yeah, yeah yep. I, I think that's how it worked this year. Hey, don't forget there was at least one person from South Korea and someone from Brazil true true yeah i guess that's true (laughs) gold at least right i know i know actually they're both gold yeah yeah the the uh, guy from brazil took a a katharina sour gold which is fucking awesome i want to try that beer i want to try like a legit authentic uh katharina sour like i I want to know what fruit was in that beer i will get to know i guess because his recipe is going to be published the person I just I thought I had remembered this. The person from South Korea placed first in front of me in the category that I won. Oh, that's Dang. awesome! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, Wait, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is gold. Cool. Yeah, it's like, it's, what competition was this? NHC. Uh, that that was this yeah. one. That is yeah. from with, North with, Korea. With a, yeah, it was, South, it was, a, it was like a brown ale. South Korea, right? Whatever. Yeah, I don't think it was North Korea. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, no. Yeah, right, I'm getting shit out of there. Yeah, <laughs> right, right there. Launch it over on a missile is what <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. They brewed a, an English style beer and, and killed it. Just like tore it up. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got beat because you're here on the show. But ah, like, yeah, that's amazing cool yeah <laughs> yes Min, minju lee from south korea with a 13 c that's, that's not the first time that somebody from korea has won so that might be the same guy that has it, won it, multiple times. it could be if you uh, go to the nhc website the guy that's like that has his hands up uh 
that's that's on the banner uh i believe that's uh the guy from south korea a couple years ago that, that okay. uh, took gold and i don't remember what category it was that dude was sitting right in front of us at the award ceremony, and he fucking leaped out of his chair. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like, yeah, he was with his buddy. It was like he fucking, he was, I don't know. He must have jumped 12 feet in the air. Oh, absolutely. Right, ran yeah. up there. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so yeah. cool. Yeah, no He was doubt. psyched. Yeah. I, uh, so last year was, was my first NHC medal. Um, and I was sitting in, in Jason's basement and we were all watching it. And uh, and I I took silver in American Wild Ale last year. And so my name got called and like, yeah, I like stood up so fast, like I spilled my beer like all over his like basement and on myself and on his couch and shit. Like I I understand the the bouncing around and shit. Like uh, Oh yeah. I don't know, man. It was a good year. It was it was a fun time out there. I can't wait to go over to San Diego. Hopefully, I get to go yeah. out there. Is that yeah, next year? It is next year. San Diego. It was great to San Diego, Jared. Uh, I was just thinking. I was like, I, I'll I'd like to. Like this year's been been getting back into my brewing steps um, after having a kid. It's been two years, but um, so now I'm slacking. But getting back into it, starting to get back into competitions, like submitting to more competitions this year um you know as i as i had mentioned earlier so nhc next year hopefully that's what i that's what i'm shooting for i'll definitely be submitting i want to go out there i love cali and i've never been to san diego so it's kind of an excuse do you guys have like uh, ideas right now of what you want to submit to nhc next year or is it going to kind of be same thing my best beers hell yeah okay so what are you comfortable saying besides the uh the, the bitter was it, the, it was bitter right uh mild mild not. mild okay what, so, what what else you entered yeah no for me i mean mild kolsch german pills i submitted a schwartz beer that had done pretty well in uh some recent competitions so i i had it i needed something to submit so i threw that one in there too that's not a normal one for me but uh yeah probably that or meads because apparently only eight people submit to it. So I'm gonna get on my <laughs> no shit. right. Uh, Irish <laughs> stout this year was really low. Didn't it only have something like twenty something entries? I think too. Oh, that's shit. Of them that were very small. Yeah, that's yeah, Irish that's, stout was yeah. super low. I've won gold for an Irish stout before. Yeah, right? yeah. Jordan, like, Jordan has an amazing it. Irish stout. He, he's taking awards for so. Yeah. There you go, Jordan. Think about that for yeah. next year. Yeah, people are probably paying attention to it, so it's probably going to have like seventy <laughs> next year. That is that is for sure a tactic because my buddy Dan and I we would we would do that, and every year that category that we submitted to was like the next. Like <laughs> yeah, the always, yeah, and then it was down, and then it, you know it just it's like a fucking wave. You know? You're so, you're yeah. almost better like taking that off of the dartboard and just throwing yeah. a dart at yeah. something else, and then doing yeah, that for sure. I wonder though if that's what happened this year because uh, American IPA and uh, and and hazy IPA I don't think they were even in the top three, and and those are usually pretty high. Those are they? usually really am, high. Am I wrong, Brandon? Um, I don't know. Let's see. No, nah, yeah. it was number th- American IPA was number three. Okay. 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 Still though, I remember like at MHF a couple years ago, like. IPA, like the IPA category had like twice the amount of entries as like the next entry down the list. 
Was, Pils Pilsner not... number one. That's insane. Pilsner, obviously. <laughs> Strong Belgian ale number two. So here's here's <laughs> brew one of those two because people are gonna see those numbers and not want to brew them. So yeah. you know what? You're playing the game now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was already thinking. I'm like, I'm getting into Pilsners. I've got a Vienna Lager that I'm super happy with, and that's that's going into competitions. And um, I'm like thinking, like I, I I'm liking this Lager game. So I'm, I'm going to keep going down that route uh, and meads, you know, Brian's gotten me into meads um, you know, I've got a bunch of honey sitting down here and I, I really, really want to start getting into that a bit more too. Can I ask you a technical question on meads? Oh, yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like probably the dumbest question you've ever heard, no. but <laughs> I have a bucket of honey. Okay. Yeah. How do I get the honey? out of the bucket without creating like a giant mess of just pouring it you just pour it <laughs> is, is it like all liquid stills or crystallized or no it's not crystallized so here's what you do is you get a second bucket okay and uh you buy something called a um a god is it called a honey lock it's called a honey oh i know what if i, what yeah, if I have I to do this about. tomorrow what if I have to do <laughs> Then you pour and just and, and hope for the just best. Just hope for the best. Okay. That's, I didn't that's know if there was some like secret trick, like you ladle it out or like what the best way. You can, you can if you want. So what I do is I have a bunch of buckets and I I uh, I drill them out and I install this thing called like a, a a honey. Fuck, why can't I remember the name of it now? Anyway, it's it's sort of like a special uh, yeah. spigot for honey, but instead of you turning like a, a thing ninety degrees. Mm -hmm you lift like a disc all the way up so honey can just kind of like pour out and you can just kind of flip the disc back down and it seals and you you uh twist a, a butterfly uh screw or whatever the hell it's called and, and honey kind of gate like, oh honey gate thank you yeah um and so when you buy a new bucket of honey i i just dump the new bucket into a honey gated bucket and then drill out the old bucket and so uh, eventually you get to have enough buckets where you have everything in like a honey gate bucket. But if you don't have that option, then yeah, just pour. And throw you throw your fermenter option. on a scale. That's what I did. Is, is that, is that what you're is asking it? Mike is how to measure the honey? Like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of need to know how to measure it. Yeah. Best way would be, on I, scale. I, do you have a grain have, scale? Yeah. Yeah, that I was gonna say grain scale, something large that you can set your your fermenter on. And that's that's all I do. I don't have that simple. I've got one, you know, five gallon bucket of honey that I have. Otherwise, everything was all all my honey, all the meats that I've done before have been prepackaged and you know, five pounds, whatever. Um I just opened up the bucket and just slow poured it and watched the thing tick up until I was at the weight that I, I needed to be at and then wiped it off. And that's it. Yep. And that okay. was it. Yeah. Just making sure there was like not some magic thing, because there's always some magic thing you can't. You know, <laughs> like a like a honey thief that's just like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, uh, I do have a trick for pouring though. Uh, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. There ain't a trick. Yeah, a trick. So <laughs> so get a keg and put it right next to the bucket that you're going to be pouring into. Mm -hmm. So uh, take the the bucket of honey and prop it up on the keg. 
and pour it so you don't have to lift the hold the weight of the 60 pound bucket of honey the entire time table. yeah that's, or a table or something yeah. man yeah no so, brian that's exactly what i did I use the keg yeah i did basically yeah because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing until i had like my uh, like had my shit in the fermenter and i'm like i need to get honey in here like what do i have this is heavy as fuck I'm like yep. keg like that's about the right height and i can just prop the keg up with or yeah prop the keg up against my leg and just like you yep. know keg, angle keg it worked. down keg keg yep. works perfect yep okay <laughs> and then All a right. grain scale or uh i have a uh i have an extra uh uh play-doh uh not play-doh 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 keg scale yeah uh, sitting around my basement that I use for this and that. So I'll, I'll stick the, the bucket on top of that and just kind of look at the weight on my phone as I pour it. So any, any sort of scale helps. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Should I put water in the fermenter first? Does that make a difference or not really? I'm just not really. Okay. Cause it's just yeah. all at the bottom. Anyway. Do you have a wine whip? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, it, it's all pretty much going to go together. What I would say, though, is that uh, check it. Uh, you'll probably want to, like, you don't have to uh, uh, whip it every day to kind of, like, get CO2 yeah. out of solution. Yeah. But if you do, and, and you'll probably want to sort of maybe, like, do that anyway to, to mix nutrient back into solution if you're doing, like, a staggered nutrient addition uh, schedule. But... Uh, scrape the bottom of the bucket maybe a little bit after, like each day for the first couple days because not all of the honey always mixes into solution after that first like mixing okay and uh and i've had meads before uh where honey just sits at the bottom and the yeast doesn't really get to it just like right the osmotic pressure yep. is too much for the yeast to just kind of get in there and, and do things. Uh, so it sits there and I end up with a drier mead than I anticipated and I rack it and there's just like a layer of honey at the bottom of my fermenter. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Like, yeah. So That's you can even take like a sanitized spoon or, or mash paddle yeah, yeah. and dig that up and kind of swirl it around or something. But okay. Yeah. Any anytime in the first seven days you want to fuck with like the mead and, and stir stuff up or add more oxygen or whatever like it's probably not a big deal right um as long as it's not like a hydromel or something why why i was thinking about doing a hydromel. Boy, i love that little tidbit at the very end yeah, yeah. so so yeah. hydromel will probably be done in like five days yep okay so yep. Because yeah, you're you're shooting for like six, you know, six and a half percent or something yeah. like that, probably. Yeah, for sure. Okay, you just mean you know, quit yep. messing with it maybe after like three days or four days. Probably two. Yeah, three you days. you don't need to do. So I'll what about like what about like staggered nutrients for front load? Hydromel? Yep. Dump it all in in the front. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. And. Okay. Uh, I, so, do you know? Do you follow uh, doing the most on YouTube at all? No. So, look him up. He's a smart guy. He actually just put out a, a nutrient video sometime in the last week. Uh, his recommendation for front-loading nutrients was actually probably like eighty percent of what you would uh, get or, or what you would normally um, require for uh, a, a standard meat if you're doing a hydromel. I don't recall if he stated why. 
I've never done that. So if you're using a, a nutrient calculator online, anywhere between like 80 and 100% is probably fine. But yeah, just throw it all in up front. It, it, it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the Tonza calculator and it was already mm-hmm. so small, like seven grams for the entire batch. Throw it all in. Down there. Yep. Okay. I, I would still recommend doing like a, a GoFirm yeah. starter. Uh, GoFirm's fucking amazing. And uh, I will never make a meet without it. Um, not that I have any reason why it's just how I started and I've always thought that it's done good. And so I continue on that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're winning medals. So yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> do, you have, do you have opinions of like liquefying your go firm or fermate O or K before you add it to the fermenter? Or can you just add it dry? I add it dry. Um, yeah. So there is a caveat there. It depends on what you're making. If you're making a really heavily like fruited mead and there's like a ton of stuff in solution, like, like you have 30 pounds of fruit in this mead or something already, uh, you can dump it in dry and mix that stuff around and kind of punch it around and whatever, and it's going to be fine. Um, but if you're doing a traditional and you dump it in and you're trying to mix it around with like a wine whip or something, Oh my God. I've had some really awful, terrible, uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Overflows of like foam and shit. From, well, I, uh, I always put my fermenters in yeah. totes now. I've had too many times where it overflows and just goes all over the floor. Yeah. I, I would say if you're doing a traditional, maybe try to draw off some, mix it in and dump it back in. Okay. Um, that's a good idea. Yeah. But, but if you're doing like a heavily fruited meat or something like that, or if you have a ton of headspace, and you're really comfortable, then it's fine. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate all the tips. This is very yeah, helpful. dude. Questions yeah, I should have been asking at NHC, but neglected to. No, uh, no, it's fine. No, no, I'm, I'm still a beginner fair. myself, honestly. I've really only been doing this a couple of years, so. Oh yeah, I just mean like not only you, but like I had like these award, you know, not you know, you're of course Matthew Mead, but, like oh, fucking yeah, yeah like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. and like you know. the you know the who's who you know annie was there gail was there annie was there yep (laughs) Um, amy amy of course yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah no i totally get it (laughs) that's my take that's my approach Um, okay there's there's many approaches but uh, i think think very helpful not to derail this into a mead conversation. No, that's no, fine. That, that's I, what I this show is about. Show. We have a topic, and then we just eventually don't stick to it. There is. <laughs> and honestly, we've, we've hit most of the homework on NHC shit. So, I mean, you guys got anything else you want to, like, hit on? Yeah, that hat you got there, Necromancer Brewing. We went there after the, uh, the award ceremony. That place is the shit. If you're ever in Pittsburgh, go to Necromancer. It is awesome. They uh, gave us a tour of like their, their back facilities. The beer was awesome. Oh, yeah. That's that's amazing. <laughs> oh, so it's a, it's a bone, bone who you want a bone hat. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking Pride Month. Uh, got Shane a, a nice shirt. They had they had these in, uh, in tank tops. They didn't have them in shirts. I wanted to get Shane a uh, Yeah, shirt, that was but... kind of, I, I was looking, hoping there was one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to throw out Condado Tacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one location because we passed another one on the way to Hop Farm, but like 
across the street from the Weston or the convention center there. Condado tacos. They were yes. killer. Those tacos were killer. <laughs> we ate the shit out of that. <laughs> um, all right. Joe, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I feel like I, I've been neglecting you all night. No, no, you're good. You're good. I good. Stuff. I learned some stuff about me. It's uncool. Okay. Your, your cat good? She's she's snoozing. Looks yeah, very, I mean, very okay. content. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, Jensen, anything else? Or are we good for the night? Or Good, man. I'm good. Okay. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate I it. I wish oh. I was there. That was it. Next year, Jordan. Next yeah. year. And, and anybody in chat that's still left around, uh, come to yeah, one. Come, come, come to MHF first. Yes. That, that's the most important one. But uh, Give you please. a pre-taste. Yeah, yeah. Please, please come to NHC too. Hopefully, we'll have at least a few of us from uh, Michigan Brews there next year. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, next week we will not be doing an episode. It is, uh, I think it's the fourth of July. It is. Monday, it's the fourth. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna be, I don't know, setting things on fire or whatever. But uh, <laughs> with with beer. With beer, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe liquor. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, there, there was a distilling yeah. seminar at NHC this year, I believe. Uh, so, oh, essential oils. Yeah, yeah not exactly. that not that it's legal, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> I want. It, I, I need hypothetical. I think we did a hypothetical distill like distilling of homebrew. We did show some 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 months ago. But yeah. yes, that was <laughs> the one. That was the one episode we've had the most interaction with Larry Bell on. Yeah, that you was actually yeah. went some back <laughs> yeah. and forth with us a little bit. That was that was funny. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. All right, but uh, Mike, Joe, Brandon, uh, thank you all for being on tonight. Uh, go check out the Brewlosophy uh, uh, articles that are going to be coming out in the next couple weeks. Um, come out to MHF. We'll see you at NHC. Enter the Michigan Homebrew Competition. Uh, Michigan State Fair, Michigan Beer Cup. Uh, I don't know. Bring your best beer. Join us. And I don't know. We'll catch you all later. Thank you so much, all, for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Cheers. 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 See you all at MHF. MHF. <laughs> and uh, like uh, Joe Brandon, feel free to stick around afterwards if you want. All right. See you guys. Mm-hmm.